It's, uh, it's really nice to be back up here and talking to you all this morning. And uh, I just wanted to start by saying just a massive thank you for everyone's prayers and cards and gifts. Uh, whilst I've been off having uh, my little baby girl, um, I just really appreciate that. And um, yeah, it's, it's a bit strange to be back, but it is, it is nice. I've enjoyed writing the talk surprisingly, so uh, it's good. Um, And today, as we've said already, uh, we're going to be looking at our new Advent series, Um, He Will Be Called, uh, and the material is taken from Life Church. Uh, And over the next four weeks, as we prepare for Christmas, uh, we're going to be going through each of those names uh, for God, as we we heard in the passage uh, that Bridget just read us us out. Um, And um, I'm... I've just had the joy of trying to name a baby myself, so uh, um, thinking of a name for her required actually a lot of thought and prayer, um, especially because me and my husband were both curates, and we were just aware of this biblical precedent of, in the Bible, names mean something. They they say something about what the child is going to be like and who they are. And uh, thankfully, me and Phil only agreed on one name, so that made it easy. Um, and that name is Ella Joy. So we've called our little girl Ella Joy. Ella meaning God is my light, and Joy, which was her granny's name. And uh, our prayer for her is that God will be her light, and uh, that she'll be filled with the, the gift of the Spirit, Joy, and bring joy to many. So in the Bible, names tell us about who people are. And do we know who Jesus is? Jesus has so many names to describe him. I don't know if you've come across this, but Emmanuel, uh, Jesus, Christ. There's there's so many names in the Bible to describe Jesus because God wants to show us what he is like through Jesus. And that's the wonder of Christmas, is that we have a God who uh, isn't just distant and far off, but who wants to reveal himself to us, who who comes close to us uh, by sending his son Jesus to show us what he is like, um, and to be with us. And the passage that we read from Isaiah is a prophecy from the Old Testament that was written 700 years before Jesus was born. And it's Isaiah uh, prophesying that God would send a saviour to the world to bring peace in a time of chaos. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. The names of Jesus, uh, the, names, the names prophesied, tell us who Jesus is. So if we want to know who Jesus is, uh, we need to look at them. I just realized I've got a PowerPoint that I, <laughs> I completely forgot about. I've got baby brain, that's why. Um, do excuse my spelling because I, I think that might be the American one, but yes, wonderful counsellor. There we go. I think we're probably a few slides in by now. Sorry about that. Um, so today we're going to be looking at uh, the, prophetic, uh, the, ti- the prophetic title of Jesus that is Wonderful Counselor. And uh, this, these words come from two Hebrews word, two Hebrew words, Pele Yoez. And I've got those written down for those who are interested. Uh, Pele means beyond understanding. It's, it's a word for something that there is no words to describe Um, Isaiah just didn't have the words to describe how wonderful uh, this saviour was going to be, how just amazing Jesus is. And Yoez is uh, the word that's translated as counsellor. 
It means to advise, to consult, or to guide. Jesus is the wonderful counsellor. Jesus is God in the flesh. As God, he's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Uh, He is the almighty God, and yet he is also human. He knows you and he cares for you, and he can understand exactly what you're going through because he came and, and took on flesh. Therefore, he is in the position to be our wonderful counsellor. Hebrews 4 describes Jesus as our high priest who is able to sympathise with us because he has been tempted in every way. He's able to sympathise with our weakness because he knows what it is to be human. And yet he was without sin. And that's, uh, that's why we get this, this amazing verse in Hebrews uh, verse 16 that, that comes after this. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus has come to help us in our time of need. He is our Pele Yoes. He is the wonderful counsellor. Too marvellous for words come to guide us. So that sounds great, um, but it, they're just words. How do we get these words for who Jesus is um, to be a reality in our lives? How do, the, how do we have a relationship uh, with this wonderful counsellor? How do we move from those words to, to it meaning something? And um, I've got three steps for that this morning. Uh, and I'm going to focus on the first one, actually. And that is to be brutally honest with Jesus. This is the first step to how we can relate to Jesus as our wonderful counsellor. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know how many times a day I get asked, how are you? And my automatic response that pops out of my mouth is, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. It just kind of rolls off the tongue, I think. And, uh, and it's not that I don't want to honestly tell people how I am. It's just uh, that's, what, that's what happens. That's the, the response. And I think we can be like that with God sometimes. We can just go through the motions. And uh, it's not that we don't want to be honest with him. It's just that we've got so used to the routine of our lives that, that we forget. And this week, um, I asked a friend, how are you? And she said, I'm tired. And that response just kind of brought me up short and made me stop and think. And I thought, oh, I'm tired too. And um, and it was just that conscious, that kind of break from the norm that, that kind of opened up the conversation and, uh, and brought the relationship deeper. But I don't think just breaking from the norm is all it takes, to be honest. Um, deep down, I think subconsciously, I can't help but wanting to hide uh, my weaknesses to kind of pretend that everything's okay. I want everything to be fine, so I say everything is. And most of the time in our lives, I think we can get away with this. Uh, but there are moments and there are times in life when you just can't hide your weaknesses. And uh, having a newborn baby is one of those times. Um, I love being a mum, but I just I really can't pretend that everything is fine all of the time. Things just kind of uh, crop up. I cry in public or I, uh, you know, I need help where before I could just walk out the house and not think about something to get out of the house. I have to do 10 million things first and, uh, and I just can't do them all. Uh, 
And I, I, I want to be perfect. I want to be the best mum, but, but you know, it's, it's hard. And I have, to, I have to ask for help and I have to rely on my family and friends more than I ever have, probably. And to be honest, that can be embarrassing quite sometimes. And sometimes I can feel like people will think less of me uh, because of it. But most of it, most of the time, it's actually brought me closer to those people in my life. Because in being honest and being vulnerable with them, uh, they have uh, supported and helped me. And, uh, and our relationships, my relationships have, have got a, a lot stronger and a lot deeper because of it. And today... I want to focus on us being brutally honest with God. And, and that's, that's hard because part of that is admitting to ourselves that we don't have it all sorted out, that everything isn't as perfect as we'd like it to be. But it's that first step to, to moving deeper into a relationship with God, to receiving help, to receiving healing from our wonderful counsellor. In Luke chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus says, I've not come to call the righteous, but to call sinners to repentance. It's the sick who need a doctor, not the healthy. So Jesus, the wonderful counsellor, came for those people who, who know their need of him, who, who know that they're, they're weak, who know that they don't have everything sorted out. And this is actually really good news. There's loads of examples of this in the Bible, but uh, I'm going to focus on John 4, about the woman at the well, who Jesus met in the middle of the day uh, when, when no one else was around, and who had had a series of husbands that didn't work out, who'd gone from man to man, looking for love, acceptance, and trying to find meaning in her life. And uh, they'd had quite a deep question, a deep conversation. And then Jesus asked her a question that kind of determined where the conversation would go from there. He said, um, um, I think the next slide. He said, go and call your husband. And um, and she could have, it could have been so easy for her to kind of gloss over the truth, to pretend uh, that the man that she was living with wasn't her husband. And, um, and to pretend that everything was fine. But she told, um, she told Jesus that she had no husband. And that, that honesty enabled Jesus to go on and then reveal to her who he was, that he was the living water, the saviour that she had been searching for. When she was brutally honest, she was able to see, um, she was able to, to see her, Jesus was able to reveal who he should be in her life. And the ironic thing, I think, about this passage is that Jesus knew all along um, that she had no husband. Jesus knew all along um, that she'd had five husbands and, and, and that she was struggling with her life. And it's kind of the same with us. We, we think we can hide things from God, but we really can't. Uh, Jesus, God already knows uh, the Psalms say God knows our thoughts from afar. He knows what we're going to say before we even say it. And the, the reason God wants us to be honest with him is not because he doesn't know. It's because he wants relationship with us. He wants us to invite him into those thoughts, to invite him into those parts of our lives that we find difficult. He wants to be our wonderful counselor. And I was kind of praying about how to describe this 
And um, I don't know if you've got friends like this, but my husband, I can just tell when something's wrong with him. I can't put into words, but he will just just go a bit grumpy. I can tell when he's hiding something from me. And uh, and I'll sit him down and say, Phil, what's wrong? (laughs) And sometimes he'll say straight away, oh, yes, this has been going on. And sometimes it will take him a while and and he'll realize that there's something he hasn't shared with me. Um, I don't know if you have have friends. like If 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 you know something's wrong with your friend and they're not sharing it with you, it kind of stops that relationship from from going any deeper. And I I kind of feel like God wants to sit down with us today and just kind of say, you know, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Is there anything you want to share with me? so that we can get closer, so that I can be your counsellor. Now I need to say to Jesus, um, I need help being a mum. And that's really hard because that's, that takes a laying down of my pride to do that. Um, but God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So I want to lay down that pride of, of wanting to be the best mum ever and say, actually, Jesus, I need your help to do this. I can't do it on my own. I just want to ask you today, is there anything that you need to ask for God's help with? Or is there anything that you need to be honest with him? He is a big God. He can take whatever you have to say at him, say to him. If you feel like he's let you down, I mean, you read through the Psalms, people say everything to God and he responds. So um, don't feel like there's anything that you can't say to him this morning. And 1 Peter 5 says, we can give our worries to Jesus because he cares for us. Jesus is the only person that we can safely be brutally honest with, because he loves us. He knows what it's like to be human. He knows what we're thinking already. And he has overcome the world. He's overcome sin. He's overcome death. So he can do something about the things that we're struggling with. So that's the first point that I wanted to say, being brutally honest uh, with God is the first step to relating to Jesus as our wonderful saviour. Um, but we don't kind of end there because it's really easy to just kind of offload and then off we go. But actually it's really important to pause and then listen to see what Jesus has to say to us in response. Um, Mark 9 God's voice came from a cloud saying, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. John 10, Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we can have this expectation that that God speaks to us, that God will speak to us. When you go to a a counsellor, you don't just tell them all your problems and they remain silent. Or tell them all your problems and then walk out the door. You wait and you listen to see what they have to say to you. And God speaks to us uh, through the Bible, through the person sitting next to you, through your friends and family. He may even be speaking to you through my words right now, I hope. Um, He might speak to you on the way home. He might speak to you through circumstances. Um, But in order to hear him, we need to listen. And, um, and you can really listen to train yourself to hear his voice. And uh, I've noticed this with my little daughter. She's only three months old, but she knows my voice. As soon as she hears me talking in her room, she'll turn her head and look. And she, she doesn't know much, to be honest, but she can, she can hear my voice. She doesn't, it's kind of an emotional thing. She can't help but look at me. 
And uh, it, just, it just reminds me of John 10, Jesus saying, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I think listening to God's voice, it's a, for me personally, it's an emotional thing. It's that, that moment when you realize that something someone's saying or a Bible verse or something that's happening, something deeper is going on beneath the surface. You know, that kind of pulls you up short and, and you kind of go, ooh, there's something more to this. And it's when we get the, that feeling, not just going, oh, well, and walking on, but actually pausing and stopping and, and asking God what he has to say to us in that moment. And then finally, once we've been brutally honest and listened uh, to the counsellor, it's, it's actually doing what he has to say. Sorry, I've not been very good with the PowerPoint today. <laughs> I don't know where we are. Oh, no, we're good. Do what the counsellor tells you. Um, so when we've, weighed, when we've heard Jesus, when we've weighed and tested whether it matches up with what the Bible says, uh, when it's been confirmed to us, when we, know, we have that feeling deep down inside that Jesus has told us to do something, then we have to go and do it. Uh, Mark 10 uh, verse 20 describes the story of a, a rich man. He was well behaved, he did everything that he was meant to do, but he loved wealth and comfort. And the first thing I want to say about this passage is that Jesus looked at this man and he loved him. He didn't look at him and say, oh, this is, you got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. He looked at him and he loved him. And because Jesus loved him, he told that man something that he didn't really want to hear. Jesus said, one thing you lack, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. And for other people in the New Testament, this message had inspired joy. They'd sold everything very happily. But this rich man was sad. Sometimes what Jesus asks of us is, is really hard. Um, but Jesus had the perspective to know what was best for eternity. It might have been hard for the man to give up his treasure here and now, but um, Jesus was saying this because he knew that... Um, eternity mattered more than feeling happy in the moment he wanted this man to have treasure in heaven he wanted to this man to live life to the full jesus is the wonderful counselor and because he loves us he'll show us to live show us how to live in a way uh, that lasts into eternity and not just for the moment but that might be hard to hear and hard to do so Ultimately, our help comes from the one whose name is Jesus. He is the Son of God. He is fully human. He is fully God. And that's why he can be our wonderful counsellor. Nothing in this world can compare to him. He is the Prince of Peace. The counsellor, the, the Pele Yoez, the wonderful counsellor, who is so great there aren't even words to describe him. So I just want to really encourage you this morning to be honest with him, to listen to what Jesus has to say to you and to go and do it.